Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name's Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get the word of God, we talk about it, and we want to apply it and pray over it and have it transform our lives. We've been talking this week about marriage. My wife and I celebrate our 46th anniversary on Monday, and I've been trying to share with you some of the things we've learned practically about marriage. We're not marriage experts. We're not marriage counselors per se, but we've lived it, and these are some things that we have that have helped us find great joy in one another and encouragement in one another. And so yesterday we talked about uh, a concept of what do you do if you're stuck? What do you do if your marriage isn't working real well and, and you're trying to turn it around? It may need forgiveness. It may need saying, I'm going to be the man or woman God wants me to be, regardless of how my spouse is acting. This may be some things that can help jar it loose, help get it going on the right direction. Today, we want to talk about uh, on the positive side, how to keep your marriage, keep building it up. Have you ever noticed how some people seem to bring out the best in one another and others seem to bring out the worst in one another? I've noticed this in marriages, that sometimes in a marriage, um, people are better people than they were when they got married. Are you? Are you a better person than when you got married? Or, or if, you, if you're not yet married, if you see other people, do you notice the same thing? I believe I'm a better person than when I got married. And a big part of that is because of my wife. She's made a difference in my life. And by the grace of God, I'm convinced she's also a better person. And a big part of that is because of how God has used me in her life. God wants us to do this. God wants us to be people in a marriage or in any relationship that bring out the best in other people rather than bring out the worst in other people. And so even if you're not married, uh, either not married yet or, or have been married and no longer are, I want you to be thinking about this very concept. Do you bring out in any relationship, do you bring out the best in other people or do you not? Now, one way I'd like to share that we can bring out the best in other people, I like to think of, I've heard this, I forget where I first heard this, but that we each have an emotional tank. And the question to ask is, am I adding to or depleting my spouse's emotional tank? What, what the point here, or the concept here is this tank of life in your soul, if it's full and overflowing, and filled up with good stuff, the heart, shall we say, you're going to be a good person who adds and contributes to other people's lives. You're going to be a giver. If your emotional tank, if that tank of your self-esteem, your understanding of who you are, the way you view yourself, if that tank is empty, you're going to be a taker in life. You're going to be a taker around other people. You're going to need a, you're going to, uh, there's going to be an imbalance in your relationship where instead of being a blessing to others, you, you're a drain on other people. And so question, how is your spouse's emotional tank? Is it full or is it empty? Are you adding to it or are you depleting it? Now I want to say the key to having the tank of your life, shall we say, of your soul, full, has to do with your relationship with God. And if you know the love of God, and you've meditated a lot on the love of God, and you really believe God loves you, Christ loves you, your tank will be getting pretty full. 
and you will be a person that when around others, you'll be able to give and you'll have, you'll have a lot to give because God will have filled you up. And it's like it says in John 7, if you believe in, in, in Christ, the Holy Spirit will come live within you and from your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This is what we're talking about. This, your tank is full and flowing out of you will be rivers of living water. And so this is first and primarily the work of the Holy Spirit. And you can know, you can be around people who are very critical of you and negative and, and they take from you and you can still have a full tank if you've got that solid, strong relationship with God. However, I want to say also that I really do believe God uses one another to help fill up that tank. Why? Because God uses each, God uses us to help us understand the love of God. Oh, I understand the love of God through reading Scripture. I understand the love of God through the cross of Christ. I understand the love of God through a, a, a beautiful day where I see God provides for us. But believe me also, I've come to experience the love of God by other believers who have shown me the love of God, who've been there for me, who've encouraged me, who've, who've blessed me, who've, who've had kind words, who've affirmed me. These things, shall we say, have been ways God has helped fill up my emotional tank, and he's, but he's done it through others. God is always a source, but he uses other people at times to do it. Now, there's nobody he seems that it would seem he would use to do this more than your own spouse. And so, friends, if your spouse's emotional tank is empty, might I suggest it has, maybe you should have been filling it up more. And if your spouse's emotional tank is full, then good for you. You probably were contributing and blessing and strengthening them. And trust me, you will be the beneficiary of them. When you're around people with a full emotional tank, you walk away from them encouraged, strengthened, blessed, uh, upbeat, believing you can do more. You you walk, if you're around people a lot where their emotional tank is empty, you can leave that, that time and you're feeling depleted, feeling like I don't have much energy left. I don't have much strength. They took and drew from me. A healthy marriage will have people whose emotional tank is full. Again, you get this from God, but we've got to give it to one another as well. In scripture, we read in 1 Thessalonians 5, therefore encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. There are a number of what we call one another verses in the Bible. This is a great one to encourage and build up one another. We're to pray for one another. We're to, we're to be there for one another. So many things we do for one another. Brothers and sisters, these verses should be applied in how you treat your spouse. When you look at the New Testament, there actually is not a whole lot of teaching on, on how to treat your spouse there. Oh, there's some in Ephesians 5 and some in 1 Peter 3. But by and large, there's not a ton of it in there. And yet, all of these verses about loving one another, encouraging one another, praying for one another, forgiving one another, uh, etc., all of these one another verses ought to be applied first and foremost to your own spouse and your own children within your own family. So often, I must confess, I read those verses and I think I need to apply those to other people in my church. 
Well, yeah, I do. But we also need to apply them towards the people we spend the most time with, right on, who we're living with right under the same roof. That's where our, our Christian life, Christian living and application of the Scripture is most tested and most to be put into practice. So, do you encourage your spouse? Do you build them up? Do you bring out the best in them? Are you filling their emotional tank? Are you help as your spouse after being around you? Are they feeling better, stronger, like they have more to offer, like they're like they're in the thumbnail I had on here, a, your queen, or do they feel depleted, like stupid? And how could I have been so dumb? And I don't measure up, and I'm not good enough. And and are you tearing down your spouse? And I can't believe when I see married people do this. Because this is the person they chose to be their husband or wife. This is the person they chose to live with. This is the person who has the greatest impact on their success in life will be your spouse. I I think of my spouse, shall I say, well, let me give one other verse here, the, the two verses on how do you encourage. Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We encourage, we strengthen, we build up through our words. There's other ways, gifts, kindness, serving, uh, time, quality time, and so on. But, but dare I say, it's important that we use words. We tell one another they're special. We love them. We tell one another, we, we, we point out their strengths. We point out how they've blessed us. We've, we just saying words that help fill up that tank so they are strong and have something to say something to add in our relationship. I think of, I think of, um, when I think of a marriage, and I mentioned here a second ago, your spouse is the greatest person on earth, probably in an earthly sense, that will affect your success or failure in life. Your spouse can make you a better person or they can drag you down. Your spouse can be the type of person that makes you feel like you can go conquer the world or feel like I'm a total loser. Your spouse has incredible power over you. Now, we want our spouse to treat us well, but again, I'm focusing here on how we need to treat them. And it tends to be what goes around comes around. And so we treat them well. We tend to be treated well back. It doesn't always work that way, but generally speaking, it does. Now, I often think of my, as I mentioned, my my wife is my greatest asset. More than my on earth, more than my education, more than my money, more than the things I own. I think of, I, I have, I have financial assets that I want to see appreciate in value. I'm encouraged when they do. I'm kind of shocked when they don't. I have, I have assets I want to see go up in value. If my wife is an asset, I want her to appreciate in value. In the same way, I hope, you know, my finances appreciate in value. I want I want the people in my life to be appreciating in value. I want them to become better people. I want them to become wiser, more loving, more caring, more Christ-like, more godly. And as they do, more confident, more people of faith and courage. As they do, that asset in my life becomes far more valuable. Just like even far more than if my finances go up is the people in my life, the people in your life. If you invest in them and help them 
appreciate in value, you will benefit. How do they appreciate in value? When you appreciate them. That's how you do it. It's, it's kind of the same word. It's used in, in, in different grammatical senses. It's kind of the same idea. They will appreciate as you appreciate them. And by the same token, if you do things to depreciate them, they'll lose their value. If your words are cutting, mean, unforgiving, harsh, critical, put-downs, they, their value in your eyes and maybe even in their own eyes will go down. They will be depreciated. And when that happens, you suffer too. So my friends, here's my challenge today. Let's appreciate one another, our spouses. If you're not married, find who are other people you can appreciate with words of blessing, kindness, and goodness that will fill their emotional tank, cause them to be stronger people. And believe me, as that happens, it will come back to bless you and they'll also be a blessing to others and the Lord will be pleased. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you and bless you today. We thank you for this, these simple ways that you want us to bring out the best in one another. You want us to be an encouragement to one another. You want us to help one another. I pray, Father, for the marriages here, the people who come on this, uh, this videos, help their marriages to be strong and growing and their emotional tanks to be filled. I pray we would appreciate one another and increase one another's value as human beings, as, as followers of Christ, and help bring out the very best in one another. I pray, Father, for anyone here whose marriage is kind of stuck and they're not doing that and they're, they're tearing one another down. Give them grace, strength, courage to turn things around by, by becoming the man or woman you want them to be, whether their spouse deserves it or not. Oh, Lord, we confess we live in a world where so many marriages are, are under so much pressure, and our marriages are, and we have an enemy who wants to destroy our marriages. I pray, Father, give us compassion and understanding for those who've really struggled or are struggling in their marriage. And I do pray, Father, that you would uh, help us to help them, and you pray your grace would come to them today. But we also pray, Lord, that, that for all of us who name the name of Christ, Lord, our marriages might stand out and be different. We would march to a different drummer. We wouldn't be living our family life the way the world does, but we'd be different in such a way that people see Christ in us. They see Christ in our relationship. They see what they, they would see in us what you want between yourself and the church, and it would draw many to Christ, many to salvation with you. We pray this. We bless you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. I've really enjoyed this series. I really am grateful for the family God has given me. I don't want to imply that Roz and I have never, you know, I say better, worse, richer and poorer, sickness and health. We've had it all. We've had it all. And you probably have too. As I tell the students on campus, it's kind of the tougher times that can deepen the roots of your marriage. We look for the good times. We, we have, but Christ is with us in all of it. Hey, I'm so glad you're with, been with me in this series. If you've missed earlier, you can go back and watch it. Go to the YouTube page, Tom the Preacher, and you'll be able to find the last five days worth of videos where we've been talking about marriage, okay? Or there's over a thousand videos up there that you can watch 
of our daily word and prayer. We come here every day and get in the Word of God, 8.30 a.m. live Eastern Time, but you can watch anytime later in the day, or you can even watch or listen to this podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform, or you can even watch any of those last thousand videos if you want on just a bunch of different topics. I'm glad you're with us. If you're new, I hope you subscribe, like the video, share with your friends, and to all the rest of us, God bless you. I love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.